Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Knocks and Pucks. My name is Sukman. I'm Gribaj. And I'm Grisevic. And big news, big news surrounding the Vancouver Canucks. I'm going to get right to it. Uh, the Vancouver Canucks have acquired forward Elias Lindholm from the Calgary Flames just a few days ago. Um, big, big trade. Canucks giving up, obviously, Andre Kuzmenko, uh, the 2024 first-round pick, and a few other assets in Hunter Bushowitz, uh, Yanni Yermo, and a conditional fourth. Um, I don't know about you guys, but I'm really, really excited about this trade. Lindholm was definitely one of those guys that were on the radar that I wanted and that I thought would put us over the top. So, yeah, I'm over the moon with this, man. I think this is what makes us a true contender. It gives us the best shot at winning that Stanley Cup. We'd love to hear what you guys think. I mean, I guess my prediction from last week was wrong. I thought they'd, you know, target some random name out there, but... Yeah, you said, oh, like, oh, it was Okay, Gers, we get it, man. It's okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm just saying. You don't know shooting percentage, so how about you go study that, eh? You know what? Yeah, you should. Anyways, Lindholm, <laughs> I'm, I'm hyped, like, for the trade. I think it's an amazing fit, especially having a defensive-minded second center that can also score and wins face-offs at an elite clip, like 55%. That's... I think everybody's excited. Obviously, sucks to see Kuzmenko go. Last year was a really fun ride with him. Even this year, like, you always have that in the back of your head. Like, what if he turns it around? But, hey, when the team's all clicking, you have to make a move like this. You can't just let it slide like that because at this point, Kuzmenko was probably going to be a healthy scratch during the playoffs. I don't think Talk had any confidence in him at all. Mm-hmm. That's very true. Um, yeah, for sure, having a guy that is a right-handed shot, that wins a lot of face-offs, that's good in all three areas of the ice, like the neutral zone, offense, and the defensive zone. Like, he's elite in all three areas, and that's, like, the first thing that Tockett said at All-Star Weekend when he was talking about Lindholm. He's like, he's good in all three areas of the ice. So he clearly looks like he's real excited to... um coach him i guess but, yeah, yeah I, th- I think you make both of you guys make good points um it's it's, it's a, almost a perfect fit right um the guy he's good at face-offs right he's always been good at face-offs um last two seasons 55 percent um 49 in 10 out of 11 seasons and 50 percent in eight out of 11 seasons like that's what he's good at and that's kind of what this team needed right especially with only miller kind of being that uh that top face-off guy that we had, and a bit of Bluger as well. But in terms of other things, like Lindholm's a guy that kind of plays off the puck. So putting him with a guy like Pedersen that drives play, I feel like although Lindholm's been having a little bit of an offseason, he has the potential to kind of get back to that same level he was at when he was playing with guys like Goudreau and Kachuk. And then, as you guys also mentioned, like he plays all three parts of the ice right he's a good defensive uh, defensive forward um he will contribute in that way in terms of you know kind of helping form a little bit of a tough to play line i guess with Pedersen and Mikheyev not really a shutdown but a tough to play line but the one thing i'm really really excited for is him being on the power play that bumper spot like he has a nice shot right and that's kind of what he's known for is that like net front slash like bumper spot presence so I'm excited to see how that works, man, especially because Kuzmenko was on the power play and he wasn't really contributing all too much. So now adding another guy that can kind of take it to that next level, it's going to be exciting. Yeah, yeah. I just want to add on, um, like, I think he has, what, nine goals this year? Yeah. And um, He's not nine... having a great offensive year this year. No, like, and yeah. all nine are within, like, 25 feet of the net and it's all like in the middle area which is like it's going to be perfect on our power play i just wanted to say that and i mean even in calgary he's had to be like the play driver because their team hasn't looked the same as it was and now when you put him beside because uh today they tonight they practiced in uh carolina they had him beside petterson and mckayev and with that mckayev's gonna be the four checker petterson can facilitate or score so you have both Lindholm and Pedersen to play off of each other and they've had a little bit of history playing with each other uh they played at the world championships in uh, Pedersen's rookie year they're on the same line so I think it's gonna be great to see and yeah like the fit looks amazing and it's gonna be exciting now yeah for sure 
Um, like he's been playing with what Huberto and I I don't know who was the other winger on that line that was he was on in Calgary, but it's like come Huberto has had such a bad year. Just ever since he got to Calgary, he's been absolute dog water, right? So, yeah. like if you compare it to twenty twenty one and twenty two season, like when he was playing with Kachuk and Goudreau, the guy was putting up like forty goals, like. 80 points. I think that's the, it's not going to be as good as that, but it's the area I expect him to get back to just playing off the puck and having Pedersen setting him up. I think, I think it'll work out very well. I mean, Hey, even in a down year, he's at 32 points in 49 games, which isn't, it's not amazing, but it's not bad either. It put him base. Yeah. Put him sixth on the Canucks right now, outside of our like, four or five you could call them and with uh, with playing with a guy like Pedersen Mikheyev and then having that power play I think that number is just going to go up now he's going to be producing much more Mm -hmm. he doesn't have to be the guy anymore he can be behind Pedersen Miller even Besser like I kind of consider him and Besser on like similar levels where they don't have to be the guy they're just just those secondary like pieces on their lines Mm -hmm. where Miller and (laughs) Pedersen are sort of driving the play, but I think that number should just, it's going to go up now and it's going to be fun to see. Yeah, I agree. I think you mentioned like, yeah, he's on a 50 point pace right now. Um, Canucks got what? I think 34, 35 games left, something like that. Um, actually, no, I think I'm wrong there. It's 50. I'm trying to do some math. I'm not very good at math. 33, 33 games. I think somebody check my math, but 33 games, like like you said, nine goals. I wouldn't be surprised if he finishes the season with like 15, right? I mean, no, not my bad, uh, not 15, 15 more, right? Yeah. So somewhere around like the 20, 25 range, just because one, he is now playing with a lot more elite talent and he will be on the power play. And as we've come to know, like with our core five, right, when our power play gets going, right, and when those top lines get going, we rack points up like no tomorrow. So I wouldn't be surprised if he has games where he has like three points, four points, maybe even five sometimes, right? Like he will run into those, into those, uh, those highs. And I think, uh, he's going to catch a lot of people by surprise. And I think you made a great point there about the power play about to get going. It's not been well lately. We all know that like our power play has been like, yeah, we had that Columbus game where they scored a bunch, but overall it hasn't looked as deadly as it has in the past. And. With Lindholm coming in now, you add him instead of a Kuzmenko or even a P.S. Suter. Like, Suter did awesome, but he's no Lindholm. Lindholm's much better. And the power play should get better too, which sort of diversifies our goal scoring. It's not just five on five or those goals. Like, we gotta, we have to be good on the power play if we're trying to make a deep run in the playoffs. That's going to, special teams are going to be a huge difference maker. And you have a guy like this that can, you could have him on your power play, but also your penalty kill. That's mm-hmm. that's why I think talk it's talking so much about him because it's literally a coach's dream. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, he's a perfect. He is the perfect player for Rick Talkett. Yeah, and and I know I talked about uh, faceoff percentage before, but one thing I would like to mention is he is the Canucks' only right-handed center um, on the current roster. So that's a huge thing that, uh, we needed to fill a void that we needed to fill. And we now have that. So I expect him to be taking a lot of those important draws, whether that be in the defensive zone or the offensive zone on that dominant side. So yeah, like you said, like with the special teams, like they're going to play a big role come playoffs. And, uh, one of the biggest things with, I would say with both the power play and the penalty kill is maintaining possession, mm-hmm. right? Getting that, getting that face off. And, uh, yeah, when you only have a bunch of left-handed centers, you kind of put yourself at a disadvantage. He comes in and takes that role. So I think that's going to be huge. Um, but yeah, in, in terms of like Lindholm, I think uh, there's there's so much we can speak about, right? But what I kind of wanted to just shift to real quick was um, the guy that kind of helped get it all done, right? The one that uh, we all love and know, Andre Kuzmenko, right? Um Obviously, we know that this year's situation where it was headed based on the way, you know, Talkit was benching him and Kuz wasn't able to get his play back to where he wanted to. Um, the guy waived a no trade clause, right? And I think that says a lot about his character and who he is as a person. 
And as a Canucks fan, I not only thank him, but I applaud him because as a player, you know, you've been with this team since the start of the season. You were here last year where you had a real successful season and you're currently sitting at the top of the league with them, right? And now all of a sudden management's coming to you, asking you to step away from this team, right? From this group, from this success to go to a team that's a little bit more on the other end of the stick. And, you know, it's easier said than done, right? Like that you could literally, you can say that, oh, he's a pro player, he's got this, he's got that. But there's a lot of other things that go into it. A lot of the guys on the team were very close with him, and I'm sure he was close with them as well. And, uh, yeah, for him to be able to let all that go, right, for the greater good of Vancouver, um, the greater good of this organization and its fans, I think that kind of speaks about who he was and why we loved him so much. Yeah, I mean, definitely, like, he Calgary was on his no trade list, and then he waved to go on, to go there, even though initially he didn't want to. And I think, hey, he's a good player. He's a really skilled player. There's no doubt about that. The whole NHL was after him, and he decided to sign here. So it was a big deal for him coming over from Russia, you know, learning about the NHL, even learning English along the way, and then becoming really close with some players because you could see on his down games. Uh, any player that you'd ask they would be like you know we're trying to get him going like he's a good player like he's a good guy to have around in the locker room like he was well liked in the locker room there's no doubt about that but it's it's obviously a tough decision to make when your whole team seems to be peaking you have to help them you can't really risk it especially in this day and age with the nhl where one year a team's a contender the next year they might not be so Mm -hmm. there's a lot of uncertainty there and management had to do it considering that all the pending UFAs we have, who knows what next year's team look like, looks like. And it's tough. It's a tough decision, but I mean, I applaud uh, Patrick Alvin and Rutherford for it because they rewarded the players. We, they played well and they got a reward, which I think none of them could have imagined getting a player of Lindholm's caliber. Yeah, I think you make uh, two good points there. The the one, the latter Only one, two? Right? Only <laughs> two, but... Um, the latter one you make is about awarding the players. And I think I saw something about, I think it was Quinn Hughes who was speaking about it. And he talked about, uh, the message they're receiving as players. And it's kind of what we all understand is that management is telling them that they have the ability to do something special. And here, this is kind of the bone that we're going to throw you guys, right? Go get it. Right. So like, like you said, like it's something the players earned and deserved and rightfully so they got it. And uh, it's just pushing us in the right direction now. And one thing I really like is, is that we made this trade um, around the All-Star game or before the All-Star game because now it gives this team enough time and gives Lindholm specifically enough time to get integrated into uh, Talkett's system, right, to kind of build that chemistry with his line mates versus when you trade right at the deadline, the, the time you have in between the deadline and the postseason isn't as long. So yeah, sometimes like three weeks, which is barely anything. Exactly. And so you can run into some sort of, you know, difficulties when it comes to being used to the new, new team. So I think that was really, really good. Um, the second, the other point you made, which was your first point was talking about how, you know, Elvin and management don't seem to really mess around with what they need. They state a need and then they go get it. Right. And especially with like the league and how it's moving, we don't know how good we are going to be next year. Right. And uh, so it makes sense to take the shot when you have it. But you also mentioned UFAs, right? Lindholm himself is one of those UFAs that we're going to have to deal with. Right. So contract situations in Vancouver have been a hot topic as of late. Um, Obviously, with Elias Pettersson, a lot of speculation around him, but there's a lot of other big names like uh, Nikita Zadorov, um, Philip Horonik, who's an RFA, right? And then even other guys that like we all love and we don't know where they're going to end up. There are guys like Dakota Joshua, um, Teddy Bluger, and I believe Sam Lafferty as well, right? Now you throw Elias Lindholm into that mix, right? Somebody that's going to be asking for term and money. Do we end up keeping them or is this a pure rental? And based on either or, what would you want and what would you be okay with? Like, if he is purely here to be a rental, given what we gave up, would you be okay with that? Um, I don't, I don't know. Because, um, 
Like what? He'll be thirty by the time he wants his next contract. It's essentially a, another JT Miller situation, right? He's gonna want around eight years. He's probably gonna want like I don't know, up upwards of like seven million bucks. I don't really know how much he's gonna want, but um, I personally wouldn't do it. I I just don't see the need for it. Actually, it, it's just I don't know. It's 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 a tough situation. Like I can understand them doing it because of how, like what we gave up and like for the next two or three years, which is essentially the best window that we're going to have, he'll be good for it. Right. But I don't know down the line, it might bite you in the ass. That's all I'm going to say. I mean, talking about Lindholm, like even if he is a rental, I'm fine with it. I don't see an issue just because, you got to keep in mind, we also opened up five and a half million in cap space for next year with mm-hmm. that Kuzmenko trade. So even if he does leave, we have that extra cap space. And I, I feel confident in this management group to use that cap space wisely, whether that's re-signing guys or bringing in new guys. And they've already talked about, I think it was uh, Rutherford was talking about it, that next year they're going to need a couple of Abbotsford guys taking that next step, mm-hmm. whether that's Baines, Pod Colson, I think uh, Sheldon Dries has been doing quite well. Tristan Nielsen, all those guys, it could be one of them too. So it's, they've, this extra cap flexibility is really useful in this day and age in the NHL. But also if we were to re-sign him, I think, yeah, like he is going to want a longer term deal. And it also depends on the fit. Personally, I don't, I wouldn't want to do an eight year or seven year contract with him. Yeah, I think that's either. a bit much, unless if it, unless this is a big ask, if it was around six, six and a half million, but I do not see that happening. If he goes six and a half or eight years, I do it just because of the way the cap's rising in the next few years, where six million is going to become like the new four million contract. And with that, I can live with that. But anything above that, it's a bit too much. And I think we could use that cap space, whether it's on a UFA or just saving it or re-signing some of our guys or whatnot mm-hmm. yeah i think for me i'm um, i'm okay with the rental right um i think it's kind of something new for us vancouver canucks fans obviously like we haven't been very competitive for a very long time so to kind of go out and go rent a guy it's not it's not something we're used to right but it, it's how it's done and uh i don't think we gave as much as people think we did right like with kuzmenko we know he's a good player but he doesn't fit in our system so putting it blunt right like if a guy doesn't fit in your system and you can't produce in it he's not as valuable as he may seem right maybe somewhere else for sure but for us no and then the first it's a late first hunter yes he has amazing upside yes he's exciting but he's got a long time before he's going to enter the league sits outside of our window and even then how he pans out it's all speculation for now we don't know where he's going to end up so i like that we sold high on him and then with yermo the fourth i don't really I don't really consider that to be much. <laughs> no offense, but that's yeah. just sweeteners at that point. Yeah, yeah I think sweeteners. everybody took it as too much, and does yeah. There's a lot of quantity, but not a lot but not of quantity. quality. Yeah, exactly. Which is why I'm fine with the rental because yeah. I feel like when you're in a position to make a push, you do it, yeah. right? And if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. You worry about that later. And I think you you uh, mentioned it best. Like cap space is king right now. Yep. Right, 5.5 freed up for next year that can go a long way that could be the difference in between this team signing Elias Patterson and not mm-hmm. signing Elias I was going to say I was yeah. just going right? to like that. maybe not the whole entire 5.5 right but the space that comes with it maybe a portion of it can help right and it could be the same thing with Philip Heronik right yeah but when uh, you consider that that five five and a half million you consider the cap rising I think estimates have been around five to six million Mm-hmm. You bring in that too. That's extra money. And then you have Myers contract. That's 6 million that's coming in. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of extra cap space that we are going to have. And obviously yeah. there's a lot of holes in the lineup opening up too, but we can fill those holes with that money. And then come back to your other point about the cost of uh, acquisition. It's not, I don't think it's a lot. It's really uh, I agree with you. It's, like, no. it's, it's been that as Canucks fans, we haven't really seen a rental being acquired here. I'd say the last one we got was probably like Derek Roy <laughs> way back in like 2012. It was a first second and Kevin Connaughton. I don't know if anybody mm-hmm. remembers that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was the first time. And 
that didn't really work out, but that's besides the point. But yeah, like you see right after that, Monaghan gets traded for a first round pick. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I don't know. Like, I don't think we gave up way too much for Lindholm considering that now if we, let's imagine we had waited, what's the center market looking like now? Mm-hmm. Henrique, yeah, maybe that's it. Not much left. No. I'd say Henrique and Vitrano are the two forwards and Gensel if he becomes available, which is a huge if. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, to get rid of a player like Kuzmenko that's making that much money next year too, it costs an asset at this point. And you can apply whether it's like Hunter's. You could say Hunter was being given in just for them to take Kuzmenko and then we give up a first, Guillermo, and a fourth. Yoni Yermo has not been developing well at all. Mm-hmm. And hey, maybe he becomes an NHLer, but it doesn't look likely likely at this point. So yeah good luck to him yeah, you but talk that seems to like anybody loss. and everybody who's like a scout or like just follows the team nobody says he would ever make our team so it really does not matter and, and even hunter his value is never going to be higher never ever yeah no. and, and he, he's just like pointless in his last like four games so i mean it might have just been a spurt I, I still don't like how canucks fans have just gone from oh my god he's he's an amazing right hand defenseman to now like oh he's shit we don't really need him like, yeah, he's good. He's a good prospect. He's developing mm-hmm. well. We can all admit that. But there's also, as look, I forgot where I saw this, but there's a good point made that he doesn't really have room to grow on our lineup in the future. If you mm-hmm. have Heronic on the right side, you have Wheelander too. What's he going to play? The third pairing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. He's not going to develop well. Yeah. So, hey, make best of what you can. Uh, honestly, that's exactly. Man. Oh, so you go. Go ahead. No, go for it. That's okay. Oh, yeah. Oh. One last point. I'll go. I was just going to say... I'm going. No, I'm going. I'm going. The first round pick too. All the scouts or analysts, they've all said that after 15 to 20, the draft goes down. It drops a huge tier. So, Mm -hmm. hey, no problem with that. I guess save it your turn. Okay, I was just going to say, like, um, fuck, I forgot now. (laughs) Oh, look what you did. It's okay. (laughs) You go. It might come back to me. (laughs) Well, I I was just gonna say. I'm like another thing is like we keep talking about like management, and I feel like we're literally just not used to them. Right? These guys are so like on their feet, always ready, one step ahead. That we're just not ready for it. And uh, yeah, like when's the last time we've actually seen this organization aside from Horvat, right? Which was done by the same management. Did we sell high on a player, right? We tried for Kessler, but oh, we know what we I, got. Yeah, we picked Spiza over Theodore. Shade Theodore. Exactly, right? So these guys are selling high, and they're selling high at the right time, right? When there's some sort of other additional benefit that's going to come with it. And for us, that potential additional benefit could be a Stanley Cup, right? Mm-hmm. So I see absolutely no issue with it. I also heard that Boston was in on Lindholm, oh, yeah. right? And so, Colorado. And Colorado. Colorado. Yeah. So and are, Winnipeg. And a lot of teams. Of a lot of teams. That, that's so, part of the boost of getting him. You don't let him go to other teams. Those are three. The teams you just listed. Those are three of the top six teams alongside ourselves. So that's huge, right? Yeah. That says something. And the fact that some of those teams have better cap situations than us too, and we still made it work, it's amazing, right? But uh, yeah, man, the this trade. I think we can talk about it all day. It's exciting. We haven't had something this big happen in Vancouver in a while now. Um, especially because of the implications that come with it. Yeah. But uh, yeah, some other stuff um, that's been coming out recently. A lot of exciting news. Um, think, let's, let's go All-Star game first. Sure, yeah, All-Star, All-Star stuff. Game. I think, talking about the All-Star game, I think Danny Chill did amazing this weekend after so long. Mm-hmm. Last year was completely boring. The year before, I don't even know where they held it or mm-hmm. if they held it. I have no clue. Mm-hmm. This year, after a very long time, I felt like there was a lot of buzz around it, whether it was Michael Bublé's comments <laughs> or the way Quinn drafting, trying to draft all the Canucks and talking about Brock Besser's feelings getting hurt. Or, <laughs> that was Miller, so funny. or just like things like that. And then even the actual skills competition, finally you saw players actually caring about it because it yeah. felt like something was on the line and other than Kucherov, but hey, that was, I find it funny. I don't think it's a big deal. And even the All-Star game, like, I didn't really watch the All-Star game too much because I think that's just a wash. But skills competition, hey, McDavid really proved why he's the best player in the world. That guy <laughs> dominated. is insane. He oh. was insane. I'll be honest. 
I didn't watch any of it. <laughs> I was on Twitter. I saw bits of the draft. I saw the little bantering between Buble, uh, Quinn and Jack, and like th- those little things. Um, I saw PD's passing competition thing. Outside of that, I didn't watch the game at all. Um, only thing I got out of the whole All Star game is that Paul Sillinger, my friend. Was, <laughs> I was just about to say that. What were you thinking? You wait, 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 Gir- wait, 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 Gersh, this is your moment. Gersh, this is your moment. Go. Yo, Tate McRae, bro. Kid Leroy ain't got nothing on Why me. Why are you calling her, bro? <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, man. <laughs> Kid Leroy has nothing on me, man. I, I, I can treat you better. I'm telling you. <laughs> Gersh, yeah. are you inviting her to the podcast? <laughs> yeah, I'm uh, formally inviting Tate McRae on the podcast whenever, you know. Please accept Gersh my Gersh has invite. got an extra seat on that sofa, so <laughs> we, don't, we don't even bro. need to call from another place. <laughs> well, uh, well let's have Cole Sillinger on the podcast and just just tell him the whole time no, no, how we badly we, he fumbled the situation <laughs> we, we don't want that type of energy around us <laughs> but yeah, yet jokes... to make an all-star game and probably won't ever no, no. <laughs> is he even in the league right now yeah he's like up and down the league <laughs> yeah, okay. but yeah, jo- jokes aside like NHL did an amazing job marketing this yeah. year um obviously it's not like at like the greatest level, like at the grand level, like obviously I would say like NFL, NBA are still better, but in terms of just the NHL, huge step, right? I think incorporating the celebrities was huge. Guys like Drake having, Bieber, yeah, Bieber, Uble. that was huge. Like him being on the ice too during warm ups and stuff, like yeah, and just like wonders. the whole like interactive experience. It was it was even though I didn't like actually sit down and you know dedicate time to watching it, I still got a huge chunk of it through social media. And I think that kind of speaks to how, how it was done this year. So yeah, good, good job on the NHL, right? I haven't seen that in a while now. The four nations tournament next year yeah. at the all-star. All right. game. Okay. We'll do okay. that. A lot of exciting news coming out of all-star weekend. I think, yeah, a lot of think about it. There's two trades that happen. Mm-hmm. NHL, huge announcements and the games and stuff were going amazing. Michael Buble loves playing super Mario, especially the mushrooms. <laughs> you Oh my god! <laughs> and then, oh man, what a guy! The guy yeah, he's... going to the Four Nations, like Sucklin was saying, go, go, continue. Yeah. So once again, like all the All Star stuff, I wasn't, I'm not too familiar with it. I didn't really get a chance to, uh, uh, you know, see what was going on. But I do know that with the the Four Nations tournament, um, it's basically going to be a total of seven games, right, across a nine day period. I think it's somewhere from like February 12th to 20th. And there'll be some practice days in between for the players. But uh, what's it called? North American cities, uh, one in Canada and United States, I think will be given the hosts, I believe. Yeah, yeah so they'll be given the hosts. And uh, yeah, it's just something, it's new, right? I think the the countries that are going down are going to be the uh, Canada, the States, um, Sweden, and Sweden and Finland. Um, I'll come back to the Russia thing later, but I think, yeah, it, it's something cool, right? Like we haven't seen something like this before, especially coming out of the NHL, right? So kind of want to hear what you guys think. Um, you know, what are your thoughts? Do you like it? Do you not like it? Um, yeah. I mean, I think it's cool. Finally, we're getting some international best on best hockey again. It's been a very long time since we've had NHL players participating internationally. I think the last time was 2016 in the World Cup of Hockey. So, hey, it's awesome to see that. Obviously, the Canucks are going to have a bunch of representatives too. Uh, probably, I'd say JT Miller, maybe Brock, Quinn for sure, Petey. If Lindholm sticks around, he might be there too. Demko mm-hmm. and Hoglander uh, if he improves a lot. But it's it's good to see. It's a nice little stepping stone before the Olympics come the year after, which we'll get to in a bit. But I think it's good. Yeah, it, it'll be fun. That's for sure. Um, it's it's gonna be. I don't know how popular it'll be between like management and coaches because you're just sending your best players to play more games that like mean like mean nothing to you in the season because it's replacing the all-star game it's it's middle of the season right after that you go into the, like the home stretch of the year so it'll be interesting to see yeah, to how many out, injuries come out of it and stuff to point out one other thing 
uh, the rosters are 100 percent NHL players. Mm-hmm. The players have to be playing in the NHL. They can't be from any other league. Yeah, so that's to your point of point. management. Quick, quick, another another thing. Now that you say that, um, is this going to be like a similar uh, kind of thing to like the All Star draft? Like where? No, no, the, no. So they're just selected by the league. No, no, this is an actual, like, think of it as it's an international competition. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Canada versus USA versus Finland versus Sweden. The mm-hmm. actual Canadian team will be there. So McKinnon, mm-hmm. McDavid, Crosby, Bedard, mm-hmm. the list keeps it's going like a on. Warm up. on. It's a warm-up tournament to the Olympics, basically. Yeah. It's These sort of things used to happen a lot in the 80s and 70s and 60s, oh, where yeah, there used yeah, to be, yeah. like, the Summit Cups. I think we've all ta- heard about the Paul Henderson one, whereas the... Uh, Soviet Union versus yep. Canada where they played like seven games. Mm-hmm. These sort of things used to happen a lot back in the day. It's just recently with the whole Batman situation, he's kind of gone away from it and now they're going back to it. And I think it's partly because the players really wanted this. The players wanted to represent their countries and play for them because, hey, who doesn't? It's awesome to yeah. see. And their Canada the USA game is going to be probably one of the best hockey games we'll see in a very long time. The Players Association had like a lot of say in these two tournaments that they're heading to in the next two years, that's for sure. Especially yeah. like probably like McDavid, maybe even Crosby, like the top end players. They really wanted to represent yeah. their country. So I feel like they had like a really big impact in the negotiations between like everybody involved. And it's nice to see how even moving forward, they've talked about how it's going to be alternating like every two, every four years, obviously the Olympics happen and the two years in between. Every second year, there's going to be the World Cup of Hockey that's being mm-hmm. done by the NHL. So it's nice to see that we're going to be consistently seeing international hockey. We've gone away from that for way too long. 2016 is almost 10 years. It's eight years, eight years in the past. So it's crazy. Man. I want to see Canada, USA, especially with the way the U.S. has kind of come up too recently. Mm-hmm. That's going to be a crazy it's also, game. It's also really big in like improving the game. Or exposing the game to like the world, yeah. especially like in the states. And still, there's still a lot of people in the states that don't watch hockey, yeah. right? So it'll be big for that. I feel like, yeah, yeah. Moving into the next one too, and then 2026, the Winter Olympics in mm-hmm. Italy, and the NHL's going over there too, which I'm personally excited for. Hoping for more Canada gold. Are you booking that flight or what? Might just have to. Might be Crosby's last Olympics. Probably will. Which is well, it, it definitely it will. will it probably will. But I mean, the way that guy's playing, you never know. He could play till fifty and still be elite. True. Yeah, but like, what most you, likely. Yeah. What do you guys think about like Batman letting the guys go? Like, where do you think that came from? Like, let's then, hear it. I think they talked about it. There's a lot of like, obviously the players like Gersh said rallying for it, like all the higher end guys, and then. Also, he talked about how in the last few years, the NHL, obviously, with the COVID shutdown, they've had to, like, you know, rework the revenue stuff. And the players opted into, I think, the CBA, too, just because, like, of not creating more issues. So it's more of, like, ownership being, like, you know what? You guys helped us. We'll help you. And now they're setting up a proper schedule. And it's also just grow the game. If more people watch hockey, who's getting richer? The owners. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's the, I feel like that's like one of the biggest factors. Um. Also, time zone is also a big thing, because like most of the games won't be at like four in the morning. They'll be at seven, ten, maybe even twelve in the like morning afternoon. So that's that's a big thing too. Like you won't have to stay up all night to watch a game. Yeah, I remember it's the rush relatively... out one was really late. Like it was like middle of the night. Yeah, it was. That's why I'm saying it. Yeah. It's uh yeah, that that's that's a big deal, I think. I feel like Batman's probably like, okay, if it's in a, at a reasonable time, more people will watch it and then it'll grow the revenue of the game eventually, slowly. So it's just all about money, baby. It's all and about even money. yeah, like talk about money. I think they said that they're going to get licensing to use the media, like whether it's videos, pictures and stuff from the Olympics, mm-hmm. they can yeah. finally get the rights to that, which obviously think of it. The NHL couldn't do anything about the Crosby golden gold. They couldn't post it anywhere. Nothing. 
Not so still having having that ability is great for them. And they also then don't have to pay for the players' insurance, flights, mm-hmm. all that sort of all those costs. So it's I think it's right. The IOC and the hockey federation should be responsible for getting the players over. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make sense for the NHL to be doing it, but hey, I'm happy it's back and looks like it's here to stay now. Like how there's a consistent schedule now. Not like yeah. one random World Cup of hockey in the middle of nowhere and then never again. Yeah, and 2030 is going to most likely stay in Europe too, which is probably why they agreed to that Olympics as well. It's I think it's most likely going to be in France. With like I think uh, I saw online somewhere that a formal announcement is going to be made in the summer. I think in July. I remember... Uh, they were getting close to trying to do it here in Whistler in Vancouver again, but I don't think that worked out for 2030, but hey, we'll see what happens. That'd be awesome to see the Olympics in Canada again. Yeah, man. Uh, like, what about rosters? Like, how do you think? I had, gonna... a, I had a question to throw at you guys. Hmm. Okay. Here's my question. Who do you think the top three goalies and top three Canadian goalies in safe percentage are right now? Right now, Aiden Hill. right now, quickly, Aiden Hill, top three. I can't even think of Canadian goalies. Bro. Must Aiden have pl- must have played at least thirty games. Aiden Hill must um, have played at least thirty games. He hasn't played thirty. He's must played seventeen. Played. Oh my god, I don't know then. Can't just get, just throw some names. Let's see. I don't even. Bro, know. I don't even know Canadian. Like, I could have said Car- Carter Hart, but like, I, I don't want to say that anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Like, I don't know anybody else. I only know those two guys. That's it. I don't... What other team has Canadian Is Casey DeSmith Canadian? He's American. Bennington, right? That's oh, one. yeah, Bennington. He Bennington's is from Canadian. here, but he's not. He's not? He's not the top three. Yeah, I can't tell you. Stuart Skinner. No way. Yeah. Oh, wait, no, 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 no. No, seriously? He's been so good, though. He's not, he's not. Wow. Um, I think he's American, maybe. I don't know. Flurry? No, no, Stuart Skinner is a uh, Canadian. I remember now. I saw a projected roster and he was on it. What about Flurry? Nope. No? Nope. I don't know then. Bruh. All right, let me tell you. One more guess. Yeah. The guy from Montreal. Montem- Montem- Montembeau? Yeah, Montembeau. Like a backup. <laughs> uh, well, sh- okay. No, I, I got no clue. From the Arizona Coyotes, Connor Ingram. From oh, yeah, the Pittsburgh Penguins. Played in North Delta minor hockey. I played North Delta minor hockey. Tristan Jari. Yep. And Cam Talbot. Oh, yeah. Talbot. Why oh, I forget I, Talbot's Canadian. Oh, I thought God. he was American too. That's why I didn't say it. <laughs> That's not a very convincing list. Considering that the next guy up is Martin Jones. Oh, my God. And we, so just, we just cooked him a couple weeks ago. It's uh, It's not a very good list. Which is, I think that's the biggest drawback from Canada's roster. But I think their offense and defense is so elite that they might be able to, they should be able to cover up for it. But when you go up against a country like USA, that's going to be a little tough there. That's what I was going to say. I was going to say in Canada's defense, literally, their defense is going to be better than typically what these goalies are facing right now. I don't know. I think for the culture, you just throw in Mark Andre Fleury. I wouldn't even think about it twice. Oh, I don't know. Will he still be in the league in two years? Yeah, I think he will. I don't think so. I think he's. I don't think so. I he's think already becoming like I a think backup. This is his last one. Yeah, he's already becoming a backup. But I think this is the biggest issue with Canadian hockey. We don't have good goalies. Nope. Our goalies suck. I mean, we used to. Yeah, we used yeah, we to, used but not to, anymore. But we don't anymore. We don't anymore. Yeah. They suck now, and. Sorry to all those guys, but hey, you know, you're not as good as uh, the other goalies. When you see, when you see, states have Halibut, Demko, Ollinger, Swayman. Yeah, their fourth goal, their fourth best goalie is better than our first, easily. Maybe even their fifth. That's tough. Where's Allmark from? Allmark's like some Swedish. Yeah. Oh oh, damn! Well, shoot. Yeah. That's uh, you think that's... it'll be Allmark or Markstrom for Sweden? Oh, Allmark, hundred percent. Yeah, Markstrom's been on a little. Bit Markstrom will be on the roster though. Yeah, but Allmark had the Vesna last year. That's yeah. true. Yeah, yeah and it's playing amazing. But I'm scared to go against. That's the only reason I'm scared to go against the U.S. Otherwise, I think they're a little soft. Hmm. Other than J.T. Miller, 
he plays like a Canadian. Yeah, that's but true. other than that, I think most of them are a little softer. Like you put Matthews or you know all those sort of guys. They do have the Kachuk. So. Oh yeah, that's true. Oh yeah, and, you're right. He, yeah. Um, but uh, hey, Canada, Canada is Bedard, McKinnon, Matthew. Uh, uh, what's his bruh. name? David. Bruh. But I wouldn't. Crosby. I wouldn't call them. Bruh. I wouldn't call them tough, though. Yeah, but I wouldn't call them tough. But you're not. But yeah, obviously, skill wise, you're not beating them. I was gonna. But... I was gonna ask you guys this. On the first forward line, what three guys do you put? I have my answer. I know what I do, right? But the thing is, you could argue. I think maybe like four or five guys. What McDavid for sure. Um, McDavid, Crosby, McKinnon. Mm. But then that'd be my no, stack to line up to get a goal. Thin down the middle a little bit though. That's my stack to line up just to get a goal. But otherwise, I don't think that line should be together. Mm-hmm. But I mean, that could be your Crosby's always three. Crosby's always a little like you know, you have to figure out his teammates because he doesn't play with. It's hard to find teammates for him because he's not elite. He was about mm. to say he doesn't play with elite teammates. What? <laughs> I thought you were going to say he doesn't play with elite teammates. Oh, no, teammates. no. He, he has to play with more chippier guys, sort of like mm. Kakunitz was on the Olympic roster that year just because he was with Crosby. Yeah. And I mean, now we, they don't have that anymore. Who else is going to be on that team? Point, Marner, Barzell. 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 Um, Kale Shifley, Shif- yeah, Shifley, Stone. Oh yeah, Mark. Oh, Mark Stone's gonna be a huge piece. I think yeah. that's a guy that people don't talk about him enough, but Sorelli, especially on Canada, he's gonna be a huge piece. That two way game. You think Sorelli makes the roster? Maybe as like a third or fourth line center. Yeah, that's that's McCann. probably Sam Reinhart. Yeah, I think he uh, oh, every yeah. every roster I've seen has him on it. Yeah, maybe well, a guy like Stamkos. I don't know. He he's probably too old by then. Two years, maybe. not that far away. But it depends. Is, you know, yeah. you might he you can regress a lot in two years. So he'll be thirty five then. Yeah, I mean Crosby will be thirty seven. So Crosby's Crosby. Yeah, but like you can't really compare with Crosby. Stamkos is still elite though. Look at Ovechkin. He was elite. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the I don't game, know what happened. The game changes. But hey, yeah, now I'm looking for getting back to the Canucks now. I think a lot of uh, around the league news. Come back to the Canucks. They got a pretty uh, big road trip coming up. Five games. Yep. Uh, Carolina, Boston, Detroit, Washington, and Chicago. Mm-hmm. So that is going to be something, I think. Especially those first two games. That Boston game could set up to be the game like, you know, Whoever wins is in first place because mm-hmm. we're both tied right now. It's gonna be a dog That's fight. Crazy. Is that game on a weekend? No, no, no. Thursday, Thursday. Thursday. Man, that'd be a perfect like Saturday night game. Oh yeah. But uh, I feel like if if it's in Boston, it'd be Saturday afternoon or morning. Oh yeah. No, yeah, I, yeah. I don't. I don't think with Boston. I think it's that's more with like the Columbuses and like you know the smaller markets. Mm. No, but remember after 2011, the first yeah, time yeah, we, we played Boston, yeah. it was that like was an early afternoon game. game. Yeah, but not anymore. I don't think lately. Like Boston always has those like later games. They're yeah. a good team now. Yeah, but uh, yeah, um, talking who wants to predict predict what's gonna happen on the road trip. I think we go four zero and one, four zero one for those mm-hmm. that don't get it. <laughs> what do you guys think? Um, I think, shoot, I had I had to think of game to game. I think we beat Carolina, lose to Boston, and then that's gonna cause like a crazy uproar on Twitter. Like, oh my God, Canucks are never gonna beat Boston twenty eleven all over again. Okay, and then uh, I feel like we're gonna lose to Detroit too. I don't know why. So I'll go with three one and one. That's all. I'll go. Three, I, one I'm gonna flip it around. I think we're gonna beat Boston and lose to Carolina. I think we lose an overtime to uh, Detroit. They'll probably like we'll come back and lose it in overtime. That's just the way Detroit has been this year. They go up big and they lose it. Like yeah. every time I watch them play, they lose a lead. So I think we're gonna lose an overtime against Detroit, and then the final two games we win. One thing yeah. talking so about how you were one. like 
you're like Canucks fans are gonna have a huge reaction. I think either way, whether Lindholm gets points or doesn't, I think we're about to have the most overreacting fan base this week. If he oh, scores, yeah. if it's he gonna be like, oh my gate. god, sign him to a nine million eight year contract right now, Alvin, you genius. I think he's a genius, but like, you know, hold your horses. Mm-hmm. But if he doesn't produce, it's gonna be like, oh my god, I told you guys Hunter's gonna be so good, this, that. Mm-hmm. So we're in for one here. And yeah. Exciting times, typical Canucks fans. Yeah. No, I mean, let's predict let's predict our Lindholm uh road stat trip line. stat line. On this road trip, how do you think he? Let's go ice time, goals, and assists. Damn, on ice time on average. Average, yeah, average. Hmm. I think he'll reach eighteen minutes, eighteen and a half minutes. Think he'll have two goals, two assists. Yeah, I'm gonna go sixteen and a half minutes. I'm gonna go four assists and one goal. I'm gonna. I like my wild predictions, so I'm gonna make a wild one. Uh, I'm gonna say eighteen minutes ice time. I'm going to say four goals and three assists. Damn, seven points in five games. Yeah, it's probably going to go feasting against Chicago. Probably Mertens. <laughs> yeah, that bad game. <laughs> Man, don't remind me of that last game. But, like, my whole goddamn bank account on this team, and they won 2 nothing. We're losing. You know what? We're losing to Chicago. I'm changing we my We don't predict. condone gambling, though. Yeah, we don't condone gambling. We don't condone it, but we still do it. So, but... Uh, that's a different story. Um, but yeah, no, team looks good. I wonder how we kind of react coming out of the All-Star game. A little bit more of a relaxed environment, especially considering like our coach and six players went. It's it's a big deal. But uh, before the break, it was we were on top of our game, right? Against that Columbus, uh, Columbus team. What a down game f- that was. Insane game. game. Going down so 4-1. Game. Still, this is another told you so moment, right? I remember at the end of the second period, we, we were talking. We're like, oh, three goals is not that much, especially not for this team. Yeah, right? I was saying they're not coming back from three. You were saying, yeah, they are. Man, you were supposed to make let me diss you, and you just kind of took over. But anyway. yeah, Sorry. <laughs> I knew what was coming. I had to stop it. I knew what was coming. Anyways, three power play goals in seven minutes. Right, Brock Bester cashing in on two of those, uh, completing his, I think, third hat-trick of the year, sixth of his career. And uh, But what was more impressive after that, and I kind of want to talk about a little controversy around this situation, but what was more um, impressive, in my opinion, after that was that five-minute major penalty kill, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. um, you know, you, you come back into the third, you get three power plays, you score on all three of them, you got the momentum. And then out of nowhere, right, all that's shut down by this major call, but instead of, you know, turning that switch off and kind of folding, right, they, they kept that momentum up and all they did was build from it. And then obviously we all know the outcome. Uh, Elias Pettersson with the overtime winner from a few from Brock Besser. But I want to talk about that call, man. I know it's been it's been about a week, week and a half, but that call was odd. From what I remember, it was initially called on Ian Cole yeah. for what looked like a potential boarding penalty. Yeah. Right? They went over to the the box to call Toronto or wherever or reviewing it whatnot, and they came back with a five minute pay, uh, five minute major penalty on Tyler Myers, right? And I heard the commentators discussing this, but there's no rule that says that you can go in to review one call but come out with an outcome for another call. Yeah. And then, in terms of the explanation, I don't remember us receiving any sort of formal formal explanation and it's kind of just like oh like it happened it is what it is and i was i don't know how to feel about that it gives me very 2011 vibes if you know what i mean i mean i agree with the 2011 vibes i'm gonna get back to that later about some media comments but yeah that call didn't make much sense i feel like tyler myers has got a penalty for being too tall Maybe that's yeah, what he, the thing was. Like, he didn't really... Tell me about it. He didn't raise his arm. He didn't lower his arm. He just, he just spun around. Just, yeah. 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 He spun around. So, and What was it that Shorty said after... Oh, he was angry. He was yeah. super angry. He was angry. He said something. I forget what he said, but he was angry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And rightfully so. I mean, you can't give a major to somebody when you're not even reviewing that play. You're not reviewing that guy's penalty because mm-hmm. you didn't give him a penalty in the first place. Well, if anything, if you had to 
give a major, it, I would have given it to Ian Cole. I don't think so. I think that's weak. Like, obviously, he... I don't think it was a major, but I just think if you had to pick between the two, I think Ian Cole's look worse. No way. The puck was right there. They called it interference or whatever it was. The puck was there. It's yeah, not his fault that the board, it's, they call it interference. The that puck was right sense. there. Mid mid hit is when the puck got like hit around the uh, rung around the boards. That's not his fault that while he's hitting the guy, the puck gets rung around the boards. It's I think officiating's been quite questionable lately, especially with some of these suspensions coming around from the NHL too. There's a lot of stuff that with the Gallagher suspension too, mm-hmm. that made no sense. Like mm-hmm. only getting five games, the, the Department of Player Safety really needs to look at themselves again and fix some stuff. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like every time Vancouver um, puts together a good competitive team, there's always people trying to pull our legs, whether it's uh, um, the referees, um, coaches and players from other teams, members of the media. It's almost like people are allergic to Vancouver's success. And I mean, with, with that said, there's a lot of people that are also in support of the Vancouver wagon, which it's also nice to see because yeah. growing up, you didn't really shout get to see Biz, a lot of that. Biz. Yeah, shout out Biz, right? A bunch of other guys too. But BX. Yeah, yeah, like I, I don't know why. Like what's the issue? Like I think I know who you were going to talk about, so I'll let you do it because uh, I know you were a little bit more passionate about it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Frank right, Saravelli, the, I don't really understand what that guy's issue is. First, he has a whole issue about Crosby not being at the All-Star draft. He's like, oh, you know, you know a guy that doesn't get hate? It's Sidney Crosby when he doesn't come to the All-Star draft. Who cares? How does that mm-hmm. affect you? Like, dude, he didn't come to the All-Star draft. Big deal. He was there for the skills, even though he wasn't a part of the skills. Like, mm-hmm. he's doing his part for the game. He wasn't even supposed to be there for the skills, but he still came out, like, you know, was a passer. And then the comment, he's like, Zadorov, you know, he has the Canucks might look to shop him because he hasn't been a good fit. He hasn't been a bad fit. He's just eh, whatever. Like the Canucks are 18 4 and 4 since acquiring Zadorov. If that's a bad fit, I hope Elias Lindholm is a terrible fit for the Vancouver Canucks because I'll take it. 18 4 and 4. That's, I, th- I think there's a something else there. You're just trying to, you know, stir the pot. Just when you don't really have news and you just try making up theories like, yeah, they're going to trade this guy, but you forgot to do your homework. So 40 or 48 points or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's insane. But somehow that's a bad fit. Yeah. I don't know. I think, like I said, whether it's coaches, players, referees, media members, there's always somebody pulling the Canucks leg. Um, And yeah, it was Cerebelli. Like I, I didn't know too much about it until you brought it up to me, but, uh, yeah, and the, I think with those guys, you just gotta learn to ignore them. Don't give them their their two cents of uh, their two seconds of fame, right? Kind of just move past them. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, Gersh, you got any comments or on Saravelli? Not, not really. No, not really. I mean, Garbage really covered it all. Like, I mean, we can talk about his whole. All his thoughts were exactly what I'm thinking too. Let's talk about your uh, your idol, the man you look up to. I'm so confused too. Thomas Trent? Oh my god. <laughs> hey. I wouldn't call him my idol. I just think he's a good reporter that gets too much. I don't know. I just like talking about this guy because of just how much he pisses me off. So I don't know. Hey, Drance really pissed me off before. I feel like this year, especially after they started winning a lot he, in like December, he sort of come around to the idea of the Canucks being good. Maybe he's accepting it. No, mm. he, he was on Donnie and Dolly the other day. And he's on there every week. And like he's been pretty vocal in admitting that he was wrong about this team yeah. and that mm-hmm. they are a contender so i still don't understand where all the hate comes from all right next guy i think it's more so you know just told you so yeah it's the nice. told you so <laughs> i mean but there's still some people out there that still don't believe in this team so yeah but yeah i don't yeah, there's some, some people, people there's some people that still have issues with the jt miller trade i mean we've acquired a proper two c now so that's still an issue. We got to find some other sort of issue now. Come on, bring up the Pedersen contract talks. They didn't sign at the All-Star game. 
Yep. <laughs> we got to trade him before we get screwed. Uh, I thought that. Okay, uh, I think we forgot to talk about some of the Lindholm thing. I think it's really dumb how some fans said that Lindholm is the safety net in case yeah. Patterson doesn't oh, sign. I saw that. That on made no yeah, sense. Yeah, that was I so dumb. That made no sense. If you're one of the people that thinks that getting Lindholm is a safety net if Pedersen walks, I'm sorry, but you're dumb. Makes no you sense. Can't compare those two guys. That's insane. Like, like you got you don't know hockey if you think they're not even on the same wavelength. Yeah. Oh, that's crazy. Like, yeah, Lindholm is good, but he's a secondary piece. You're not getting him to be like, oh, just in case Pedersen. If Pedersen leaves, we're not losing him for free. We have his RFA rights. We can trade him, people. Yeah, and we're gonna see. get a lot of pieces back. That safety net is about as safe as walking on a tightrope with no chains. Yeah, <laughs> that was crazy. That was just that was just somebody looking for attention. I don't think they actually meant it. There's no way they meant it. I mean, mm-hmm. there wasn't just one person. There's a lot of them. So well, I I saw one person say it. That's it. Yeah, that's crazy though. Exciting sure. times ahead though. Um, yeah, we already talked about the games. Anything else you guys want to cover? To be honest, I'm gonna be honest. It's it's so late right now. I'm like hallucinating. I don't know if you guys are on the same page as me, but it's been right. a quiet week, especially with having no games, no controversy. Yeah, like it yeah. sucks going a week without Canucks hockey. But, it's uh, been tough. At least Lucky, there's been enough news. Yeah, at least school picked up at the right time, I guess. Right. Hey, we're not a lifestyle podcast. Why not? Just because. Well, I mean, hi, I know you guys oh. don't care about it, but like, you know, the Olympics. Schedule, not Olympics, World Cup schedule got announced, but well, yeah, that was uh, that was interesting. Is that the the New football, Jersey. the football game? Football, yeah, yeah, yeah. Football. Mm. football, 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 football. Yeah, that was dumb, eh? New Jersey. Oh, it's terrible. You have no idea yeah. how bad that stadium is. I think there's been like ten players in the NFL hey, in the last to, like five years that have torn their ACLs. To that. be fair, to be fair. They are taking the turf out and they're installing new grass in there. No, they the, have to renovate the, the whole stadium. Yeah, though. it's like it's but, bad. It's really bad. It's one of the worst stadiums in the league. I, Everybody says it. I get what you mean, but I think the thinking there is a money standpoint. When you're having the finals in close to New York, you're gonna make more money. I don't know. That if sort of East thing. Coast final is the smartest way to go. Actually, they they're, no, they don't really yeah. care. They don't really care about like hardcore fans. They're looking at the casuals, the rich people, celebrities that are gonna. Obviously, it'd be either like I'd say L.A. Well, or I'd do New it York. in Vegas at that point. They nah. got the nicest stadium. Yeah, or even but... Mexico City because that has a lot of history. But nobody's gonna go to Mexico. I can't read that. Oh yeah, yeah, soccer, <laughs> football. So like Cristiano Ronaldo and like yeah he is not Lionel Messi and like whatever neither of them will be sadly. oh I did see this I did see this that Mbappe yeah he's going to like Real Mbappe. Madrid or something right like yeah that's a big deal explain that in yeah. NHL terms Sydney Crosby uh, the Capitals no 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 not that he it's more like McDavid to uh, Toronto Mc, yeah let's go with that. McDavid or No, Toronto? not even Toronto. Let's go with a real powerhouse. Go like Boston. Boston. Yeah. Vancouver. Real powerhouse. Uh, we're getting kind of bad. Kind of bad. But yeah. I mean, yeah, there's that. And I'm not sure if we're going to have an episode before this, but Super Bowl predictions. I was just going to say that too. Oh, um, yeah. Um, you guys I, can go. Like I said last week, I was right. I told you guys so. You go two I for two here. Script. I know the script. It's scripted. Some people. There's a comment on YouTube where somebody's like, anybody that thinks the NFL is scripted is a casual. Like that guy, you know, realized at the end. But I was like, hey, that's sarcasm. There's something called sarcasm. You make sarcasm. a podcast, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, going with the script again. It's a money game. Money talks. What's going to make the most money? The Chiefs. Yeah, I got the Chiefs too. Taylor Swift. 
Yeah, it would be Bieber. funny if the Niners came out to that Kanye West song. Oh, I saw that. That was hilarious. Yeah, um, that, I saw that a couple of times. I was like, yo, that would be funny. That would make me gain a lot of respect for them, but I hate them too Yo, much. we're going to get hate from the Swifties. Oh, well, yeah. it'll make us pop off at least. <laughs> you make yeah. the point there, Gers. I'm actually going to I'm gonna go against your guys' prediction. I'm going to say the 49ers won the Super Bowl. Okay. Yeah. Oh, man, I'm the Gers curse now. Yeah, Congrats. Congrats. Congratulations. Sorry, man. If the uh, Niners actually win this time, it's the Gers curse. Yeah, if if the Niners win, I'll say yeah, there is a curse upon me, man. And then Gers will become an Edmonton Oilers fan hmm. for the greater good. Oh, no, I think it, it just makes sense, right? I think they're just gonna get the short end of the stick. No, I, th- I think it makes too much sense for the. Haha, <laughs> you're so funny. <laughs> I mean, you laughed. <laughs> 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 I laughed at your reaction like you were waiting for it. Anyways, okay, we're back. We're back. Anyways, uh they're gonna call it there. It's getting a little late. We're starting to get a little uh, off track with our with what we're saying. But uh yeah, it's, thank you everybody. It's been for... a slow episode this time just because not much news, but hey yeah, the next caffeine, time we'll have a few games. The caffeine didn't kick in. I tried. But uh there's caffeine in green tea. It's not green tea, man. Yo, it is. It's chai tea. It's green tea. Bro, it's, it's green tea. Show me. No. Show it. It's no. green tea. Okay. Sookman sure. drinks green tea. Yes, I do. Sookman is Psych? No, I don't. Okay. Person. Anyways, back on track. Thank you, everybody, for watching our episode of Nux and Pucks. Uh, please like, comment, and share. And once again, our socials are Nux and Pucks underscore on Instagram and TikTok. And then Nux and Pucks on YouTube and Twitter. Okay. And Let us know we... what you want us to talk about. We're open to suggestions. Yes, what he said. We're going to be putting up some forums on Instagram. Please respond. Please let us, uh, know what you want us to talk about. Yeah, we'll put um, up some polls on Twitter as well. Yeah, a bunch of that stuff. But uh, yeah, otherwise, that's us. We'll see you guys until next time. Peace. Peace.